Hello and welcome to Life Changes You. I'm Daniel and today we are continuing on with the 10 keys of happiness. We are talking from our home studio, so it might sound a bit different to what it usually sounds like. But I've got with me again, Katie Gibb, Principal Psychologist of Elysium Psychology. So hello, Katie. How are you? Hi, Dan. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, good. So we've done the first five of the, of the 10 keys to happier living, happiness. Yep. Yeah. And what were they? So great is the is the first word that, uh, or the first sort of acronym that we use in regards to the 10 keys. So the first five of those 10 keys, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, are things that we can do outside of ourselves. So actions that we can initiate deliberately, uh, you know, to improve our well-being and to obviously work towards happier living. So the first, um, the G stands for giving. Um, and as we've mentioned before, that's around, you know, giving of ourselves to others. Relating, that was looking at the relationships that we have. Exercising, awareness and mindfulness and trying out. So trying or learning new things. So as we've previously mentioned, these uh, 10 keys come um, from the work with the actionforhappiness.org, a great organisation that works towards a um, happier life for people and some great resources on their website. The next five that we're going to be looking at, DREAM is the acronym that's used for direction, resilience, emotions, acceptance and meaning. These are things within ourselves. These are looking at things like our psychology and our relationships within ourselves um, and how we're sort of responding emotionally to things around us. So we're going to be focusing on those, as we said, for the next sort of five podcasts, um, which is a great opportunity. Yeah, well, the first five have gone down really well. Apparently, people are really liking it. We're getting uh, lots of feedback. So uh, they're enjoying, uh, well, it actually works out to be 12 weeks by the time we finish because we did an intro and we do an outro which is discovering what what we're talking about but this week it's direction and so it's a lot about looking at goals and setting yourself up for not failure yeah yeah so one of the things that we know contributes to well-being is a sense of kind of moving forward um you know having things in our future that we're planning towards um, which usually comes in the way of a goal, like setting ourselves a task or an activity um, that, that we're working towards. So having something to look forward to. So one of the things that's really important in regards to goals is that they're often the things that turn our values or our dreams into our reality. So, you know, goals are the, are the behaviour or the function that we need to sort of really translate that idea into into reality for us. So they're certainly um, hugely important. They give us a great sense of, of moving forward uh, in our future and, and having a positive experience of our future, which you can imagine heavily contributes to happiness and well-being. So I guess a goal, you know, even if it's like getting up at seven o'clock every day is an important goal if you usually get up at eight. Yeah, I think what's really important for people to remember is it's not the size of the goal or the type of the goal that matters. Um, it's really just the fact that we're setting a goal. So the goal can be small or it can be large, you know. And I think as we've talked about with other uh, activities, you know, I, we don't want to be prescriptive about what we're telling people to do. It's really about, you know, creating a point of interest, uh, creating some engagement and or pleasure 
and obviously gives us a sense of meaning and purpose and gives us a sense of accomplishment. So if your goal is a small goal and it achieves all those things, then it's just as valuable as a large goal. And sometimes I think the thing with the smaller goals is that we do get a greater sense of accomplishment because they're more achievable, you know. Yeah. We, we need to, there's some great resources online if people want to look up how to do goal setting. Uh, goal setting is a skill, you know, it's a behavioral skill. So some people may not have actually learned the art of goal setting. So there, if people Google smart goal setting, it's just a framework that can be used okay. by people to develop goals uh, and giving them a sense of direction for the future. So being a psychologist, what are some of the goals that you might suggest to your clients? I mean, I think what's interesting is some of the the first five that we've identified, you know, as far as behaviours for people to do, you could absolutely set those as goals, you know, and I think if you go on to um, Action for Happiness website, they've got some really great tips on how to set some goals using the skills that you may want to strengthen uh, in regards to your own happiness. So things like meditation. I may set a goal that I'm going to meditate every day. And apps like The Smiling Mind will give you a bit of a tracker, you know, on how many hours you've done. So you might say, look, I'm going to set a goal that I want to meditate for four hours this week. And, you know, the app will track your progress towards that. So you can see how setting that goal would create a sense of interest or engagement. Uh, It would give us a sense of purpose and meaning. And then at the end gives us a sense of accomplishment, you know, as we've set out to achieve that goal and upon achievement of that goal. Yeah, and I guess like people who want to return to study, um, set yourself some smaller goals about how you can actually get to the bigger goal of returning to study. So that might be like taking a creative writing workshop to get your writing skills up to speed and then a lot more prepared to do returning to study if it's a diploma or even a Cert 4 or something like that. I think the reality is if we can break down our bigger goals into smaller goals, we'll get that sense of achievement more frequently. So yeah, and it'll spur us on to keep going. Absolutely, absolutely. I think one of the things to for your listeners to keep in mind when they're doing goal setting is to work towards a something positive rather than my goal is to avoid something negative. So for example, you know, if my goal is not to eat junk food this week, it's quite different from my goal being eating healthy this week. So I think um, if people can try to create goals that are much more optimistic, we know, you know, from the science that leads to sort of happier, healthier people um, who are more likely to cope in, in difficult times. And look, some people are more naturally optimistic or or pessimistic. It's just part of our characters. It's one of our personality traits. Uh, So some people will um, likely to find working towards an optimistic goal much more comfortable because it sits more comfortably with their personality. Others may feel that it's not really, uh, I guess, authentic to themselves. So if people can try to have an optimistic approach, um, that would be really positive for them versus, you know, working away from something negative. So is lack of direction a common problem when you see clients as a psychologist? Yeah, look, you can see how not having goals and not creating a sense of achievement certainly plays into um, a lot of the depressive thinking. Yeah. You know, if we think about, you know, the features of depression being helplessness, hopelessness, or worthlessness, you can see how each of those are contributed to 
if we don't have direction, you know, or a sense of achievement. So the helplessness feeds into that idea that I don't have control over my situation. The hopelessness, I have nothing to look forward to. And the worthlessness, I have nothing that I achieve. So you can see how direction positively influences well-being by, you know, giving us a sense of worth, giving us a sense of hope and giving us a sense of being in control of our situation or our, or our environment or our lives. So yeah. they certainly do become protective against, um, you know, negative experiences like that. Yeah. And I, I look, I guess I've sort of just said about sort of more academic goals, but at where you've said about the uh, eating more healthy and not junk food, but it can be things as simple, well, not as simple, but like learning the guitar or a musical instrument or setting a goal to go walking every day or setting a goal to meet up with someone each week so that, you know, you're having time out and you're socialising and, and sticking to that goal and saying, well, okay, if I'm going to meet up with so-and-so next week, we're going to do it for the next four weeks and we're going to have lunch every Saturday. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's also contributing to your social activities and, and some yeah. of the other things that we did like relating and awareness Absolutely. and trying out new things. So you can see how direction fits very nicely into each of those uh, other elements of happier living, you know, yeah. the goal to work towards that. And, and I think as we've spoken about before that, that these um, behaviours are all very much a deliberate act. We want people to be thinking about consciously setting a task to do these things. So I can see how they very much uh, marry in together, uh, yeah. having direction and having goals but utilising those, those elements of happier living that we've discussed in the other podcasts. Yeah, it all works together well. I mean, once you start reading it and going through it on a daily basis, you see how each thing interacts to the next one, to the next one, and so forth. And it actually becomes a lot easier than what you first thought when you start reading it and going, oh, my God, I've got to do all these things every day. But they all sort of just meld into one, and then you realise that you're doing the five, six things that we've already covered without even actually really thinking about it. Yeah. And, you know, we we want people to integrate these things into their daily living. You know, we want people for this to become easier so they're not having to kind of consciously attend to them all the time. Um, We want people to still be aware that they're doing them because the awareness of the experiences actually contribute to the happier living. So we don't want people to just be going about these actions without thinking. Um, We want people to be consciously aware of them, but they do get easier the more they become habit, like any any new behaviour. You know, it takes a bit of effort to start with and then as we progress, it, um, it gets easier. And look, also, we don't really want people to, as they're doing it, have a checklist in front of them of having to check everything off going, oh, my God, I've got to do this and this and this. So as yeah. they learn each one, it becomes easier and they won't need to worry about a checklist. Because I think in one of the earlier ones I said, well, maybe write it down in a pad of what you've got to do. But you gradually want to work away from that. So you're not thinking, oh, my God, I've got all this to do. You just yeah. want it to just come naturally. Yeah. And this is where, you know, in regards to direction, like setting realistic goals about what you can achieve, you know, it's not realistic for everybody to meditate and do exercise and contact people and, you know, try new things all in one day. So, um, you know, setting realistic targets for people is going to be really important. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I think we've actually covered all of um, direction today, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it's a good start for people. And as we said to, um, you know, go online and look for some strategies in regards to how to actually do goal setting if people are unsure of how to actually do goal setting. Yeah, yeah. And look, having goals will give you a happier, more fulfilled life as you achieve those things. 
Yeah. Okay, thank you, Katie. Um, I'll see you next week when we'll discuss resilience. So thank you for coming and I'll speak to you next week. No dramas. Thanks, Dan. Have a good one. You too. So if you would like to contact me, you can contact me at lifechangesyou.com.au, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, enjoy all that life has to offer. Look after each other. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.